Hey guys, my name is Ben Berman and welcome to the Starting It Up podcast where I interview all types of entrepreneurs uncovering actionable steps and inspiration that you can use to build your business, your side hustle, whatever it is that you're trying to create and live the life you've always wanted. On this episode, we talk with Christian Chasmer, the founder of Elevated Advisors, a consulting program that empowers entrepreneurs to increase profitability, reduce stress, and scale their businesses to seven figures and beyond. Christian's entrepreneurial journey started in college, where he took a franchise from zero to $1.2 million in annual revenue. He then co-founded a real estate company called CC Solutions, growing it to $6 million in annual revenue in under two years. You know, he realized it wasn't what he wanted to do. It wasn't for him. He sold the company, ended up writing a best-selling book, and decided to focus full-time on his advisory program. He, he credits the ability to accomplish all of these things to his use of effective systems, which is what he teaches other business owners. We dive into what some of those systems are, how we can all utilize them, how and why Christian actually plans to overhaul the education system with his new program, Elevate Next. A pretty lofty goal, so we'll, we'll learn a little bit more about that. How to get involved in, in real estate investing is something we also discuss and, and much more. Hope you guys enjoy. Here it goes. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the podcast. Today we have on Christian Chasmer, who is the founder of Elevate Advisors. He's the author of Lose Your Limits, Grow Your Business. Uh, he's done a bunch of entrepreneurial things, although, you know, he is a really young dude. Um, we dive right into his story. Uh, Christian, I'm going to give it to you. Tell us a little bit about your journey, you know, how you got involved in the whole entrepreneurial thing, you know, why it appealed to you so much, and where bring us up to speed over to where you guys are right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, first things first, thanks for having me, Ben. Uh, excited yeah, to be Thanks on for the, coming on. Absolutely. Uh, my entrepreneurial journey really didn't start until I was a junior in college. Um, I grew up in a really small town in New Jersey, worked hard. I was a wrestler, but I didn't know anything about personal development, didn't know anything about entrepreneurship. Uh, I thought personal development was going to the gym. <laughs> like, I didn't, even, <laughs> I didn't even know an adult that read for leisure. That, that was kind of that small town vibe. So when I was going to college, it was two options, either be a banker and make money or be a lawyer and make money. And that was about it. So I went to school down at the University of South Carolina to do pre-law uh, with like a business focus. And I didn't really think anything of it. It was just what, what I wanted to do to make money. And that was that. And that was kind of the story for the three years in college, you know, party, partied hard, just like any other, any other college student who doesn't really know what they want to do <laughs> and is kind of just down a normal track. And then I found this piece of paper one day, literally a computer paper, uh, cut into squares on my desk at a class. And it said, run your own business over the summer, make $10,000. And I had $30 nice. to my name at the time in my bank account. So I said, wow, sign me up. I will do anything for $10,000. Um, and that piece of paper wound up changing my life. I wound up joining this franchise program where I ran my own exterior painting business over the summer. So I knocked on doors in the spring. They taught me sales. I learned how to sell to customers. I recruited and hired my own painters. I learned how to paint. And then I produced all the work that I sold over the summer. So it was an amazing opportunity. Hardest summer of my life. Uh, a lot of hard work, a lot of late nights, lots of tears, if I'm being honest. Uh, but it was also the greatest summer of my life because it taught me that I loved entrepreneurship and I was going to be an entrepreneur. 
it really opened my eyes to this whole different world that I didn't think existed before. Uh, it also taught me that I wasn't a great entrepreneur and a great leader, and I had to get better at that. So it humbled me a ton. Came back the next year, did the same thing, but I also taught five other branch managers, uh, five other college students, how to run their own branches. So managing five, and then I ran my own. We did, gosh, five times the amount in revenue. I 10X'd my profit. And from there, uh, I approached the owner and I said, hey, Steve, you know, I did pretty well down in South Carolina. I'm graduating. I want to move up to Boston and start my own division of this company and help other college students learn how to run painting companies. So I moved up to Boston, started that division from scratch with a partner, and me and him built that division up to about $1.2 million in 10 months. And from wow. there, we said, okay, we got the entrepreneurship thing. We get it. A little naive and young at the time, but we said, hey, let's, let's go do this. So from there, we, we went out, we left that job, bought a triplex, and started our own real estate development company. Awesome. That sounds really cool. And, you know, a lot of people, uh, when they are in college, they see opportunities like that and they may not take it um, because, you know, sometimes it does seem a little scammy, like make this much money over summer. Um, and a lot of people see it as like something that they want to actually do. But um, but it looks like, you know, you took the opportunity and you were really able to to make it work for yourself. Uh, if so, so I'd love to ask, like, what was it about, you know, entrepreneurship? Because this was something that you were totally new to. What was it about that that really attracted you? You know, not was it just the money? Was it, you know, the the responsibility that came with it? What was uh, the particular thing that that made you want to stay in that um, in that zone and really keep uh, develop yourself as as an entrepreneur? Yeah, yeah, great question. So, you know, what attracted me to the internship first was this is going to look great. I'm going to learn a lot. And it's going to look good on the resume and then obviously the money. But what really made me fall in love with entrepreneurship was the idea of the freedom. Like I, I realized at that point when I was running my own painting company and I made $10,000 over a summer, which, you know, as a junior in college is a pretty big deal. I realized that I can create my own future using entrepreneurship and I can have a huge impact too. So as I continue to develop as a person and continue to develop as an entrepreneur, even through and past my real estate development company. For me, it's now, and even so back then was about how many people can I impact and how many people can I grow into leaders as well. So for me, entrepreneurship is all about freedom and impact. Awesome. Yeah. And I think, I, I think for the freedom thing is huge. You know, it's uh, it, like just being, able to create value yourself allows you to then, you know, help so many other people, which then allows you to be free, you know, financially. Um, and, and then all pretty much most freedom stems for that, from that financial freedom. Uh, so to tie that into a little bit with the real estate stuff, I'm personally interested in real estate investing, real estate development, uh, for everyone out there who might want to get into real estate, you know, they have some money saved up from a job or something and they want to make their first purchase. Uh, what would you recommend they do? You know, people talk about stuff like house hacking, you know, get like a multi-unit uh, apartment, apartment or house and like live in one of the units. Um, what what was your like exact strategy when it came to real estate development and what would you recommend uh, other people to do? Yeah. So one thing that we did, we, we went a pretty crazy route. We, you know, we left our job and started a real estate development company in the same week. Wow. So for us, it was, you know, we burnt the ships and we said, we're going to go all in hell or high water. Um, 
But one thing that we did do, which was very smart in the beginning, was we did use the money that we saved up to buy a triplex, so three units. We lived in the bottom unit, and that basically cut our rent by 80%, what we were renting compared to what we were paying when we lived in one unit and rented out the other two units. So Mm -hmm. that is a great strategy. It's a phenomenal strategy to get started in real estate. And from there, we used what we, what we knew. We started knocking on doors. We started hustling really hard. We started calling up investors and asking, hey, we'll find properties. Can you teach us how to get them? And we'll wholesale them to you. And when I say wholesale, I mean um, get a house under contract to purchase and then sell that contract to an investor who will then do whatever he wants with it for a certain amount of money, usually five to $10,000. So we put a lot of our capital in our triplex, lowered our rent, and then found a way to get into real estate for not a lot of money, just a lot of hustle and a lot of hard work. Like it wasn't easy by any means. We worked our butts off and learned a lot and stumbled a lot, but we found a way to enter, which sometimes has a pretty big barrier to entry for not much money besides the triplex, obviously. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's a very capital intensive business. You need money to to get properties. So, you know, like what you did, finding ways to you know make it happen and, and be resourceful and, and really get your uh, get yourself out there is, is great. And now to move a little bit on to uh, what you ended up doing after you know you founded Elevate Advisors, where you work with uh, six figure and seven figure entrepreneurs, uh, essentially helping them get to the next level. There's a, there's a ton of people out there running companies or, and not and maybe not even running companies, maybe just doing side hustles or even at their current job. And they're always trying to get to the next level, make their workflow more efficient. One of the things that you talk about and really believe in is creating effective systems and processes. And this is something that's been coming up uh, very, very frequently. Speak a little bit about that, you know, what you do at Elevate Advisors um, and then, you know, about the the systems and processes, like what is the number one thing that you implement when you start working with uh, with a company? Yeah, for sure. Well, I I really came into and decided to go and build Elevate Advisors and our program Elevate Next because of what I learned from the real estate development company. I I learned by building the real estate development company how important systems and processes were. We were fly by the seat of our pants guys. We were people who could just show up. And when that started not to work and we were really struggling in business, I realized that as the CEO, as the leader, I'm failing my team by not giving them structure and systems there. I'm not giving them an opportunity to win. So I got really deep into systems and processes for that company and eventually was able to systemize myself out of the day to day where I'm now just leading the leaders and managing the managers and the team is running the day to day operations. And I moved out to San Diego from that point on. And when I was over there, I started helping other entrepreneurs do the same thing. So build systems, build processes, develop a great leadership team. And that started out just totally fun helping buddies out. And it quickly, I realized that I loved doing that. And that was a huge passion of mine. And real estate and real estate development was not a huge passion of mine, though it was fun. So I sold my real estate development company and started Elevate Advisors, which we do just that. So I go in and I help seven and eight figure companies with their systems, with getting their leadership team aligned and executing on the same vision and really helping them get into a flow and then systemizing that flow so they can scale. And that's, that's it with elevated advisors. 
And with Elevate Next, we do a very similar thing through a executive training system for solopreneurs, intrapreneurs, and really young, hustling, emerging leaders from that 20, 25 to 35 year old range where we're teaching them personal systems, business systems, so they can elevate their life and their growth to the next level as well. And you asked, you know, what we do when I go into a company at first, what is one of those systems that we implement right away? One of actually the best processes and systems that I go in and I almost immediately implement with a, with a team is a leadership team meeting every single week with a structured agenda that's surround, circling around issues in the company and then how to iterate and solve those issues. So it's not a reporting meeting, but it's an issue solving meeting and it's very intense, very action packed. It really brings the team together and helps them work together as a team, which I see a lot of times with struggling companies. It's because their leadership team isn't aligned. So that's one of the first things I do when I come into a company and I facilitate those meetings. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. And it, it takes a lot of self-awareness to do what you did. You were in real estate and realized you didn't like it. Uh, and, and you just, you know, you decided to move on and, and find something that, you know, better fit what you were trying to do. And I think that a lot of people get stuck sometimes uh, with something, especially if it's working well. So definitely, you know, self-awareness, understanding who you are and what you want to do long term is, is so important. Um, and yeah, like you said, you know, systems are, are, are key, obviously. And that's really great. Um, it's a really great way to think about it. You know, meetings are often disorganized or running away where people, you know, maybe sit there for an hour and don't get anything productive done. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to to drill that down is so key. What do you think is the biggest mistake that you see companies currently make? Um, you know, regardless of companies or or actually just individuals working in companies systems related that you think is the most easy to fix and that someone, if they just knew it, they can go and change it pretty much that day? Yeah, great question. Um, I think I, what I see the biggest issue with a lot of companies that I go into just in a totalitarian level is a lot of the team is focused so much on doing things and staying busy that they're not working as much on the most important things. So systems wise, it's not focusing on your biggest priorities and your biggest goals and setting deep work hours right into your schedule, right? That's a system too, is your time management. So a lot of teams don't even put in time to work on their most important projects. And then they linger and linger and linger for quarters and years at a time. But if you could create the system where every day everyone gets in and the first thing they do for the first two hours is do deep work on their biggest projects. I've seen teams solve issues that have been lingering for years in a couple of weeks because now they're actually spending the time to work on these big initiatives and it's structured into their agenda and their calendar. Gotcha. Great. And so this, this actually, this thought crossed my mind as, as I'm talking to you about this, you know, you're, you're a person on the younger side, right? And I talked to a lot of, uh, entrepreneurs who, you know, are really young as well. And, um, your role is kind of as an external force. You come into these companies and you teach uh, people. You know, oftentimes I'm sure they're much older than you are, um, and this is something that I think will resonate with a lot of the audience. Like, how do you come in somewhere and really establish yourself as a thought leader, um, and not have people kind of, you know, not brush you off, but just, you know, not value let value you less because of your age or because of the length of your experience, like. 
what is it about you or, or what is it you, that you do or say that when you walk into these kinds of meetings, you're able to, you know, instantly command the attention and, and respect of everyone in the room? Yeah, that's, that's a great, great question. <laughs> I get that a lot that I'm super young. Um, I think a lot of it just turns into showing up in the right presence, right? I don't show up into a room and act timid because I'm the youngest person in the room. I understand and know my value. I know where I don't add value and I know where I do add value. And having that confidence is, is one of the first parts. Two is also understanding that there is going to be a lot of doubts about it, but driving, <laughs> driving my agenda anyway. So I go into a lot of leadership meetings with a lot of really, really, really smart people who are older than me sometimes by decades. And they are... They don't think what I'm going to implement is going to work at their company because they've been working there for years and they know more and they're kind of a little jaded, right? But yeah. once they see the results of what I'm doing, they get they get it much faster. So I, I respect and understand where they're coming from. I don't take it personal, but I know that my agenda and what I'm implementing is eventually going to help. So I just keep driving it until they get bought in. Um, and sometimes you got to put your foot down and just say, hey you guys are, you guys brought me in. Yeah. So we're going to do it this way or there's no point, like I'll refund you your money because there's no point in doing this. Luckily I've never done that and never had to have those conversations, but that is something that you got to be willing to do. And I think just by being able to be willing to do it, you're going to show up in a much stronger stance sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's a great answer. I think, you know, like, like you're saying, you're, you're the one there helping them and, uh, I feel like this would be more the case like if someone like a like a CEO brought you in and then like a VP or something is kind of like oh who's this kid um, they have is. to realize yeah yeah exactly they have to realize that like you know someone someone brought you in for a reason and you can either learn or or you don't learn and you know what do you have to lose you know you're, you're here to help them um, and yeah I think I think nowadays like that's becoming less of an issue than ever before because people are realizing that there's kids like doing crazy things, you know, people making tens of millions of dollars on Instagram, YouTube, wherever. Um, so yeah. age is just less of a factor. Totally. And, and I think too, it's, you, I walk, I walk the talk. Like I, I do what I talk about and I live what I talk about. And I think a lot of times people don't do that. A lot of, a lot of mm -hmm. consultants and speakers preach, but they don't actually live it in their real lives. And these, you know, my clients and my friends and people can see that I'm actually implementing it. And I know my own deficit too. I don't, I don't pretend I'm an expert in everything. And if I don't know an answer in a meeting, I'm not going to pretend like I do. I say, Hey, I don't know that answer. And I think having that humility to admit that and not being afraid of not knowing the answers is really important too, especially at a young age. Yeah. And that, that definitely takes a lot of maturity to, to admit that like, you know, especially if you're coming in as this advisor, uh, saying, I don't know this, it just, it also builds trust in a way, you know, they're not going to think that you're just there trying to just, you know, spew whatever you want, maybe, uh, you know, say something that's valuable. You're there really because you know certain things and that's what you're there to help with. Uh, so that's great. And, you know, you also wrote a book, uh, which also, you know, goes along with the whole credibility thing. Um, can you talk a little bit about your experience doing that? What did you learn from it? Um, and what advice uh, would you have? Uh, first of all, how was the experience? Uh, and then what did you learn from it? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I wrote, I wrote my book. I have two books. And both books are really driven out of the passion projects. They, there was this concept of limiting beliefs that I 
tackled and I went after in college and I faced my own limiting beliefs and I learned about limiting beliefs and I felt like I, to some extent, was able to overcome some of my deep limiting beliefs. And Mm -hmm. I felt like young adults around that age, new college graduates, what I learned, I felt obligated to share. So that was a total passion project for me. And then the same thing with my new book, Lose Your Limits, Grow Your Business. Um, I was learning things as my through my entrepreneurial journey that I thought new and uh, me, small, medium-sized business owners and entrepreneurs should know about. And so that was a total passion project as well. I love writing and I love sharing my knowledge, which is why I, I write like articles every week. I, I send that out to my newsletter. You know, I don't, I don't expect anything back from those articles. It's me just more mm-hmm. writing because I always feel obligated to share what I'm learning. Gotcha. And what was uh, from from writing these books? I think a lot of people now are, are trying to get into the space of, of writing a book um, because you know it de- definitely builds a lot of credibility, and it's something that you know just um, I personally think would be a really fun thing to do. And and it's really cool to kind of have a book. Uh, so a lot of people are thinking about it. What was the biggest thing that you learned? from doing it twice uh, that you could pass along to, to anyone who might be listening? Yeah, take, take it one bite at a time. Uh, when you're looking at you know, writing a book, you're like, oh my gosh, this is this huge, massive project, right? And it is, it is a long project. But when I started writing, I, I just said, hey, I'm going to commit to writing at least one line and I'm going to write for 10 minutes a day. That's it. That, that was my thing. And that was my 20 mile march. And obviously, you know, when you start writing, you write more than a line, right? But the fact that I could get wrap my head around all I have to do is write a line today was this like mental trick to get me into the computer and start typing. And it really helped because I feel like a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll start a book or they'll write a chapter and then they'll put it away for three months. All I had to do is just write one line every day. And I wound up writing the book in about three months. Wow. That's actually a pretty quick timetable. Nice. Um, yeah, and to, to go a little bit back to, to the Elevate uh, Advisors and Elevate uh, Next uh, stuff that you do, there's a lot of people who have certain skills. You know, they might be good at um, marketing or they might be good at, uh, you know, something musical. It doesn't matter what it, what it is. And they want to share that knowledge with, with people out there. Um, you know, you set up this coaching program and this advisory program. What would you, what advice would you have for someone who, you know, is an actual expert? They're not someone who is pretending to be an expert. They're an actual expert and they want to set up a coaching program or a company that, you know, they could actually get paid, uh, for the the skills and knowledge that they have. Um, what, what, like, what did you do to position yourself uh in a successful way and then what were your the biggest takeaways uh from that experience yeah 100 percent. when someone's an expert and they want to get moving with this and have people actually pay them what i did in this situation was you know i was kind of transitioning out of my real estate development company and i when i decided to do what i what elevate advisors eventually turned into I went to a couple of people I knew who seemed like my target market and I said, Hey, can I help you out for free? And I went in and I helped them out for free. I got really good case studies from it. They got good results. And I also learned what did work and what didn't work right in a totally free capacity mm-hmm. because I learned that, Hey, okay, doing this doesn't really apply here. Doing this does apply here. And through that experience, I one got experience actually helping people. I got two, I got the case studies and the credibility to where then I could go to somebody and say, Hey, 
could you pay me blank? And I just threw a number out that sounded about good. It was a small term project and that worked. And I kind of just built up and kept iterating and asking people in my target market what's valuable for them and seeing what worked and what doesn't work. And you'd be surprised on what people really want compared to what you originally thought they wanted. Like the facilitating the weekly leadership meetings, for example, for me, that was an afterthought of, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. It's, you know, it's cool. I'll do that because it's, it's important, but it wasn't my main thing. And then all of my clients kept coming back and saying, that is like so valuable. It's so valuable. It's so important to have you on these meetings. Can you keep coming? And quickly realize that that's like now one of my main offerings in my, the way, one of the main ways I had value. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so just start small. I, I think immediately getting free people and giving them results and getting the case studies is very important to starting getting a client. Um, you don't have to go buy an LLC. You don't have to buy business cards, a website. I mean, I don't, I still don't really even have business cards. Uh, you don't need any of that stuff that I call playing business. You just need to get people mm -hmm. results and then start doing business, which is making sales. Wow. That, I mean, that's powerful. I think you, you really cut it down to what it is, you know, start free if you have to, um, do work for people, prove that you can do it and then leverage that, uh, to act, to get paying clients. Uh, and it's, it's so simple, but it works and you're a great example of it. Um, yeah, yeah go ahead. I, I totally agree. I mean, I see people spending six months building out a website for a product that's going to change in two weeks once they start talking <laughs> to their first client. So, or their first potential client. So I, I, I like to tell people and, you know, I, I work with people who are starting side hustles and et cetera. And they, I just like to cut right through the BS and get right to the point. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's the way to do it. Uh, so what's, what's your future plan for, for this? Uh, it seems like a lot of the business, uh, to me at least, it seems like is kind of reliant on, on you and your knowledge and your skill set. What do you have planned for the future? Do you think you're going to end up scaling this where you're going to have, you know, a bunch of coaches under you implementing all of the systems that, that you've created across, you know, multiple different businesses at the same time? Um, what, what's your, you know, big picture or say like five-year goal for, for this and, and for you personally? Yeah, great question. So my big, big goal is to change the education system in, in America from pretty the bottom goal. up. Yeah. So that's, that's my big mission. And with elevate next where I see that really playing in and what we're doing is we're teaching personal systems, business systems to 25 to 35 year olds right now. And the way to scale that we're, we're also training coaches that are going to be able to be delivering that content and that curriculum and that execution. We're making sure that everybody who goes through the program is executing and getting results. That's the most important thing for us is every single person in our program is making their investment back. They're executing, they're growing, and they're not just mm -hmm. learning, but they're actually doing. So from there, we're creating execution coaches and it's a scalable model once I start hiring coaches who are maybe have gone through the program and we're getting results. So that's, that is a scalable model there. My big plans with it is to get the wins, which we are getting, and then move down into teaching something very similar, maybe a one-on-one version to high schoolers and getting those people and those young adults learning the similar things. And like I mentioned, we're also now teaching foster youth uh, similar skills and similar business skills so that they're empowered to live their best life. So that's where I see Elevate moving. And that's where we're going towards is this multi-layered, multi-year 
uh, turnaround where we're helping high schoolers, we're helping high performing young adults, like the 25 to 35 year olds. And we're really making change and empowering people to live their best life. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's a great mission. Dude, in within that Elevate Next program, are the older people, the ones who are 25 to 35, do they end up, you know, going back and helping the younger people? Is there that kind of relationship there at all? Yeah. So there is, there is some of that uh, symbiotic relationship and we don't have right now, we don't have high school curriculums going, but we do have some yeah. younger people like college age students who are mm-hmm. now being able to talk to the 25 and 35 year olds and getting internships with their companies, et cetera. And you know, the, the elevate next program is really cool too. Cause you're on a group video chat with 10 other like-minded, awesome people from around the country and you're connecting with them. So you're building your network, you're building your connections as well as learning awesome content. So it's, you know, they're like pairing up, they're helping each other, becoming accountability buddies. Um, it's, it's really cool to see the community building. Great. Yeah. And, and that's so, that's so important. I think, uh, the flaws within the educational system are becoming more obvious, you know, every year, uh, every, people are realizing like, you know, you go to school for 12 years and then you go to college and it's like most of what you learn is just, you know, repetitive stuff. It's meant for you. It's meant to train you, uh, essentially to do the same thing over and over again for the next like 40, 50 years. Uh, and that just isn't the way our economy or our society is, is meant to be now, you know, in, in the 21st century in 2019. So, uh, you know, stuff like this is so cool to see, you know, you, you obviously understand it and you're going in there to try to help other people. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's an antiquated system right now. How how do you think that system could be fixed? Like, do you think it has to be, do, do you think it's enough if outside forces kind of go in or do you think it really needs to be completely revamped um, from like the highest level possible? Yeah, I think, I think it ultimately needs to be revamped from the highest level possible. I think the curriculum and the, the process needs to change from all the way from elementary all the way through high school. You know, right now we're teaching kids, if you don't get good grades, you're not enough. If you don't get into a good college, you're not good enough. You don't get a good job, you're not good enough. But we're not teaching them anything about personal development, mindfulness, real life business skills that they can actually use, Uh, financial literacy. We're not teaching them anything about that, really. So I think the whole public curriculum needs to change. But I find that public curriculum start to change and public laws start to change when private sector starts to really pick it up and create a movement around it almost like elon musk did with the electric car yeah and i i think you said it really really well there uh it's i mean it it, when you when you really think about it like it's uh it's crazy how something like personal finance isn't taught at all in schools you learn accounting uh, you learn, you know, how, how to take money in, how to take money out of like a huge company where most people will never experience that. But something like how to set up a Roth IRA, how to save 10% of your income. It's it's just insane to me how, you know, I learned about this stuff like through YouTube videos. And that's yep. just because like I, I, I somehow stumbled across this, you know, say I didn't stumble across it, like what would have, you know, my life would be completely different. You know, I wouldn't view things the way I view them. Um, I'm guessing for you, if you hadn't learned early on, you know, if you didn't have that entrepreneurial experience, what would you be doing? You know, like 
hundred percent. That's what really drives me to do this is, you know, I was lucky enough to have a couple of mentors in my life that steered me the right way at the right time. I started to stumble across books that were coming across my desk at the right place at the right time. Uh, you know, if I never found that piece of paper in school, I could be a yeah. lawyer right now, hating my life. Not that all lawyers <laughs> hate my, hate their lives, but I would have, I wouldn't yeah. have been happy. So it's, it shouldn't come down to chance that people are breaking out of the system. It shouldn't have to be luck that yeah. does it. Hundred um, percent. And and Christian, as we're you know winding this down, I'd love to hand it over to you to to leave us with a final thought. You know, you've dealt with so many companies, so many people. Just tell, give us one final thought about like what everyone who's listening can do right now to to help change their life for the better. Uh, you know, work. You know, work smarter work less, you know, not even necessarily work less, you know, maybe work the same, but just work smarter to get more done. Uh, leave us with that. Um, and then, and then tell us, you know, the best place to connect with you, shout out, you know, your, your companies, your book and, and do all of that. Yeah, absolutely. One, one piece of advice to help people. It's a hard one. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one though. Um, I would say one, one thing that I find a lot is, one way to really, really grow exponentially and start really getting to that next level is checking your ego at the door and learning from as many people as possible. Find mentors, reach out to mentors who you think are way above you and ask good questions and listen and not just learn. You check your ego at the door, step one, but step two is actually implement and actually execute. Reading a book and doing nothing with it, <laughs> what that's okay, whatever, but the real way to level up in life and the real way that you're going to grow and get to where you want to be is to execute and to actually do things, take action. You don't need to know step three before you do step one. You can just get started. So I would say that is my biggest piece of advice is step one, learn step two, get started. Even if you don't feel like you're ready, just take the next step. Perfect. And you guys heard it here. You heard it before take action. If you're listening, you haven't taken action yet, go and take action. I know it's hard. I know it sounds like, Oh, maybe I'll do it tomorrow. I don't want to do it right now, but trust me. Like, and, and the thing you said with the mentors, I I never even knew how true this was until I started the podcast because I'm reaching out to people who I wouldn't have never thought I'd be able to talk to. And they're like, yeah, sure. You know, I listen, I don't have like this enormous audience, you know, there's people listening, but it's not like I'm famous. And these people are like, yeah, man, that's cool. Happy to happy to talk. And if they can't, they just, uh, you know, say, I'm happy to get on a quick call and give you advice. Like, there's no downside to doing any of this stuff. Uh, So take action, please. Just just trust me. Trust Christian. Uh, And then then tell us, you know, the best place to connect with you. If anyone's interested in Elevate Next or Elevate Advisors, where can they reach out and and learn more about uh, this these programs? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Best way to get in touch is to head over to elevateyoursystems.com. You can sign up for my newsletter there. You can check out what the program looks like. Uh, We also have a Facebook group, uh, Elevate Your Systems. So if you check out Elevate Your Systems, we have a private Facebook group that you can apply to get into there. Um, Yeah, you can also contact me through elevateyoursystems.com. Great. Happy to answer any questions. Awesome. Uh, Thank you so much, Christian. It was really fantastic having you on and I really appreciate you, you doing this. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, go rate and subscribe to the podcast. Even share it with your friends if you found the lessons valuable. We do the show every week, so stay tuned for more episodes. And till next time.